as decent young men. Don't you agree with me that there's something very, very wrong with these so-called music videos? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> really. These <laughs> rock videos are immoral, indecent, <laughs> profane, yeah, yeah. scurrilous, yeah, yeah. and yeah. blasphemous. Yeah, yeah. They suck. They suck. Indecent. Yeah. Hey, we're on the air. You can't use that language. Did we use language? Uh, hey, Beavis. He says we can't say sucks. Really? That sucks. Can we say butt wipe? Yeah. How about bunghole? Yeah. Bunghole. Uh, how about butt munch? Yeah, butt munch. How about dill hole? Yeah. <laughs> Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. The painting's done. Yeah, the painting's done. All right. The painting's done. Oh, okay, I just got that was supposed to be the heat is on. That was, yes. that was extraordinarily bad. Yes, it was. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. And welcome to episode 32 Moonraker. Moonraker. My one of my favorite bonds. You're so high. I mean, that movie sucked. Did not suck. It sucked. I mean, yeah. they bring Shirley Bassey back for the weakest of of the three songs she sung. Yes. The the plot was stupid. The freaking space shuttles in space and all that was ridiculous. The bad guy left no impression on me at all. He did nothing for me. I remember his two dogs more than I remember him. The only the only thing I remember about the movie is the woman's name was Holly Goodhead. Oh my! Oh my! But we're not alone again this week. We have another guest, and I'm I can be lazy. You can be lazy. Why Why can you be lazy? Because oh, I have somebody else. To... Yes. Well, hopefully, all three of us are on this time, so they'll actually hear all my great comebacks to you two guys insulting me. But welcoming back, Scott, Mister Stern himself. Hello, hello. How are you guys? We are wonderful. And it'll be even better when they can actually hear all three of us this time. Go freaking figure. Hopefully. Well, that's Skype for you, right? Yes. It's the recorder. I uh, I think it worked fine, and then we rehooked up, and then I screwed it up. But whatever. Whatever. Yeah, it's all going to be great. It's all going to be wonderful. And then here's the first time we get to dump on you is that Moonraker is actually a good movie. Oh, T. Gold. Oh. I mean, it's not it's not great, but if you look at the plot of every single James Bond movie ever, what you just described it as could be described as any other James Bond movie. Yes. They're all especially, bad, especially the Roger Moore ones. But in space, with the the friggin' space shuttles. That was bad. But Come it, on, what but, about all those guys when they turned the gravity off and they were like kind of floating in their yellow suits? Yeah. Uh, I didn't even get into the previous. The Spy You Love Me, doesn't Jaws like actually, like a, a shark attacks him and Jaws wins? Yes, he kills the shark. Yeah. He kills the shark. Well, of course. Okay. Well, he's a badass. I mean, that's, uh, yes. that's what... That's what his character is. He, he, is, he is a badass. He is Richard Keel. Rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. Any other movies he was in besides uh, the two James Bonds and Silver Streak? Uh, he was in um, Happy Gilmore. Okay. He was still alive when that was made? Yep. Wow. Yeah, he had a cane at that point. He was also in 
Uh, he was in MASH, the original oh, movie. Okay. Wow. And he was in a couple of movies that were in Mystery Science Theater episodes, so that tells you the quality yeah, the, of those quality. films. Yes, he was in uh, Human Duplicators, where he talks a lot, which oh is my. not good. And then he was in uh, Ega, where he played a caveman who doesn't talk at all and just makes weird noises. So pretty much he was talking. Uh, I See, I, I would say even the grunts were dubbed. They weren't even him. Wow. But in Human Duplicators, it actually was him talking, which was probably not a good thing. <laughs> Sorry, Richard. You were definitely better as Joss. That was the perfect role for you. So what's going on in the pinball world, Bruce? Let's get, news through, let's get some news. of the week. Pigs in space. Okay, uh, first, uh, the Big Lebowskis. They are under lock and key because the manufacturing company that's doing the manufacturing for Dutch Pinball, the Big Lebowskis, put out an email and a letter to all the people who are bought Big Lebowski saying, Dutch Pinball has not paid their bills. They need to pay. And the interest on it and everything else is 1,000 euros. They have to pay extra per machine. So it's in limbo right now. Now Dutch Pinball was telling everyone it was board issues. And this company who was manufacturing said, there's no board issues. It's all on Dutch Pinball side. So it should be an interesting Texas Pinball for you next month, Ron. Yeah, this doesn't sound good. Well, assuming they come there. Assuming Remember, I ass- they were supposed to be at Expo. Yeah, I know. I think they need to. Yeah, and it's just think that was just around the time when they didn't pay their bills because it was October, supposedly. I think they got to stop paying. I think they got a couple machines released just before Expo, and they didn't ship them out until November, December. But people have the machines, right? I've uh, seen 40, it. Like only the York 40. Show. Only 40 that, have been shipped. That could be a good uh, collectible then if they you know, go under, which hopefully they won't because. I mean, I didn't get to play it at York. I was uh, could get nowhere near the machine. The line was incredibly long for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it's kind of sad when you know new manufacturers kind of run into financial difficulties. I thought you were going to say that uh, um, they didn't have the licensing rights or something, so they were well, like, that "Oh, sorry, guys." Yeah that, yeah, that was another cluster. Yeah, that was. Wait, they, with with the Big Lebowski, or you're yes, talking about yes. uh, the other company? Oh, they had some issues. I mean, they had the rights. But kind of, but then they were using music from the movie, which turns out they couldn't use. And in no. the end, they brought in Roger Sharpin to smooth things over, and then it was all good, and that was all behind them. Now it's just actually. Paying. I mean, what what do uh, boutique pinball companies do you think? What's like a good run for them? Like, uh, you know, I've heard uh, whatever uh, Spooky full throttle. does. Whatever Spooky the, does is probably okay. So good run. they're doing about what two hundred then? Two to three hundred. Yeah. Yeah, but and they're they're coming in, aren't they? Like three or four thousand dollars less than all these other companies? Not anymore. No, no. no uh, now they're no. they went red and raised their prices now on this. Oh, of uh, course we have. That's what everyone uh, does. Uh, yeah, it's the stern the stern model. The stern model. Yeah. Highway's probably, I guess, best bang for your buck, if you will. Yeah, if they can get them out. If that's they can get them be- out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. That is so. the fear of it all. Well, you guys have played full throttle. Is it any good? Yeah, it's fast. It's 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 yeah, got some good shots. Yeah, it plays fast. Unfortunately, and the shots are really good actually on it. Unfortunately, the rules are very lacking. You can you have to timeout mode. You got to do everything else. So just well, all the software can be fixed. It can, but they haven't done it. It's been out for a year and a Give half. Give them time. Fixed. It's one guy. 
what are they using for mechanicals? I mean, are they using an established, like... No, I think they're making their own. Wow. I mean, well, maybe they're going through it. some, you know, going through some iterations of uh, of things. But, I mean, I guess I'll have to try to play it, you know, next time I see one of these games at a show. But I'm an extremely impatient person, and I won't wait in line to play a game. I know. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say, you know, like, if I had my own, I could tweak it to play the way I want. Well, so. that, that might just tie into the fact that a lot of people just have no clue how to set up a machine. True. I mean, I, the, one of the reasons I got a 14 Tomcat is I played it at so many shows and I never liked the way it played. I thought, yeah. was, I thought it could play better. So I right, well, of course, but, <laughs> the best yeah. way to do that was to because I thought Wait, I, you you have an F14 Tomcat and you haven't put my eight digit ROM upgrade. No, in I have not put the eight digit ROM upgrade. I've never gotten that close to to turning it over. Really? Really? Well, you got it set up. Wow, you must you must suck. Oh man, number two. Come right <laughs> over. Come right over, baby. Let's see you beat my score. Come on. Let's, well, let's how see. low is your score on it? Actually, I have no idea what the score is on it. What do you remember? Yeah, what it is Bruce? I cannot remember. You have it. You have it set up Papa style, where the upper flippers, if you forget to flip, it uh, causes it to drain down the middle. Pretty much, it, it pretty much is. You know, no extra balls, and and one of the coolest things you can do to your uh, F14 Tomcat by default, the uh, kickback is on mm-hmm. at the start of game. Turn that off. Mine's off. Yeah. And, and I, I moved the I moved the posts up on the one side. On the right side, I moved it up and I made it a smaller post. I stuck a bally post in there with a smaller rubber. Nice. Yeah. He, he's got the original. He's got a prototype. So is 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 like a. Uh, he's got the flashers in the back box and everything too. So it's pretty bright. Wait. Oh, Ron has the uh, prototype one. Yes, he does. Oh, I, I made a prototype. You made a prototype, but it, it's. You know, oh, is, is it the same as the real prototype? Because there was somebody in RGP that was trying to track down how it was wired and set up and stuff like that. Yeah, there was. The thing is, on our, there's what you have to do to make it a true prototype or to go back to what it is. Number one, the flasher domes. I think we talked about this in a one of the previous podcasts. The flasher domes, the clear flasher domes. Yeah, the ones they make now are not the right ones. They're okay. the, um, they're well, I don't know what you call them, refracted. You know, they got the the, the yeah. ridges on them. The uh-huh. ori- the original ones would have been like we're on like millionaire, high speed. You know, they're clear, totally clear. You can, like you can see the. Flash. Well, there's there's your solution right there. Just buy a millionaire machine and part it out because that's all that's good for. <laughs> oh, boom well, Number three. My games I hate, so I can't argue there. But what I did is Bay Area Amusements actually had them in stock at one point, like the old style. So I was able to get them. So I got okay. I got them all in the back, and then to make it to to put the extra flashers back in, you just get the bulletin and reverse mm-hmm. it. Okay. And then there's there was one other detail that I had to do. Doesn't doesn't the prototypes the the uh, uh, the displays are different, right? They're um, they have the separate uh, credit and match display on it, or no? No, I don't think so. No. It, it had it had oh, well, just actually, the original the original original prototypes had slightly different cabinet artwork, but that's like uh-huh. real like just like maybe five in existence type prototype. And okay. The original prototypes and early production models had the same coils and the upper flipper as the lower flippers. Oh, that's crazy. It's just crazy, insane. And that's one of the reasons they had the flasher short out, because they got those suckers up there. So on mine, because mine's a later, you know, later in the run, I have the weaker coils up there. And all I did is just to make sure the flashers don't short. When I put them back in there, you just take the, the switch, the stand-up, and I just wrapped electrical tape around it and wrapped electrical tape around the uh, 
flasher socket. So, not the you didn't use heat shrink. Uh, no, I just used. Hey, this is early in my development. Yes, I, I just used I just used electrical tape. Fail. Hey, I put heat shrink tubing on a um on a wire when I was fixing that sea witch over the weekend. So. Mm. Ah, we'll have to go over that. Uh, I'm interested to hear your experience with that when we get to the repair section. Oh, yes. that's that was very interesting in that it wasn't even. I'm guessing what happened at some point in its life is that somebody took the board out of it with the transformer and the rectifier board to use in another game. Okay. And it had nothing in there, so they put something in there. Oh, and it just never worked. Yeah, uh, but, well, it worked. Well, we'll get into that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll get into that. Well, also, news: we got Magic Girl. Yep, 25 built, and all they do is flip. Don't don't you want them to flip? What do you mean all they do is flip? All they do is flip. The rules are like beta, beta, beta. And how do you know this? Uh, one of the people who've, actually two of the people who've owned it have complained about it now. Uh, what happened to their non-disclosure agreement? They don't need to since they re- received the machines now. Oh, oh, so it was just a gag order until you actually got the machine? You got it. Does this mean they can't sue now? Oh, they probably could. Well, I don't know. Say, hey, I didn't say you would get a working machine. Exactly, that's what I say. A pinball machine, and it so works. you're telling me that I might have a you know an opportunity to write some software for uh, 25 could. machines. You could. There you go. So that's your, if you're talking about rare Lebowski's of 40, now you have 25 Magic Girls, which probably uh, play better. I mean, do the people that are they flipping it, and are they saying that the shots flow, and is it or is it typical Papa Duke stuff? Papa Not that that's bad, but Papa do stuff where it could flow, but it needs a lot of tweaks. And luckily, when he was at Williams, he had good engineers, and I guess he just his scatterbrainness went from one week one thing yeah, to another. Yeah, he needed he needed people at Williams to rein him in. I I, I think was the... oh he did oh he did. Well, that that's true. I mean, I, I heard that uh, every project that he was involved on at Williams kind of went long, and he had to have somebody like kind of step in and and kind of push it along. Larry Demar saved his ass on World Cup soccer. The original, yes, yeah. like the original yeah. rules on that, were going to be completely different and terrible. Yeah, that's like one of the last games Larry really worked on. It's one of my favorites. Um, it's, yeah, Jackpot, I think, was his last game. It probably, yeah. But it was one of the one of the last games he worked on, where he actually came in and did. Even though he's not in the credits, in in the promo video for it, you can see he did a majority of the software. I mean, he had it right in his yeah. office, and he's doing the software on whatever wonderful computer they had then. It was probably some kind of 486, but I, I got to tell you, I was just in Atlantic City over the weekend on vacation, and walking through, um, first of all, I walked through Bally's, and you know, not that Bally Pinball has anything to do with the casino anymore, and they haven't for a couple decades, but that place was dead. And we went next door to Caesars, and all of the video slot machines are Williams, every single one of them, and they're all penny slots. Yep. And there was nobody playing, and we, we were playing Monopoly. You know, there's a new version of Monopoly out, and we're like, oh, this is kind of fun, you know. But it's a shame to see all that pinball talent kind of, you know, moved over to gambling devices. Yeah. Yeah, WMS Industries. I think, yeah. that, I think that's actually what, not W. No, it's not WMS anymore. It now, still is. It, they were bought, they're a wholly owned subsidiary or whatever. What, well, don't the, forget, they, Williams they, and Valley Split, and then yeah. the company bought both. Yes. And they're now yeah. reading something yeah. else. Yep, yeah. but they're, no, they're still, it says WMS Industries. I know, but the main corporation is called yes. something else completely. It's called something else, which I just looked up literally right before this podcast because I was uh, something games. 
Yeah. Or something. And but, I was actually I was looking for any, you know, remaining IGT games and I was just like, Wow, I don't really see anything out here. Really? I mean, maybe, no they're not, maybe they're not branding them. Maybe they're not branding them the same way, but no, you know, are. some of the ones, yeah, you think, I mean, Williams is putting it right out there, you know, it's WMS and I was able to see, you know, like, ah, oh, there's Williams. It's alive and well, you know, and I was telling my girlfriend the whole story about, you know, how Williams said, oh, we need to split off, you know, the video games and split everything up. I mean, it's ancient news, obviously, to, you know, all of us in the hobby, but, um, you know, it's just kind of a shame that they did it and they, we never got to see, where it could have gone. Mm. Yeah, and like a lot of your Williams employees, like I, th- I believe Larry DeMar's company, he makes makes software for slot machines. Yes, he does. He makes designs along with Duncan Brown, and uh, I think a couple other people work there that used to work at Williams. Yep. Um, and but IGT uh, is still around now. I, I, oh, I, definitely. Yeah, yeah. There was one of our customers. It was one of our customers actually where I used to work. Oh, okay. I've been there. I actually been to the factory, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, see, in uh, it's Las Vegas, right? Yes, actually, it was in Reno. Well, right next door. Yep. So Magic Girl, we'll have to see how that goes. Now, did the people did the people have to pay separately, or they just took the money that they had sent along, and then they just got applied to it? I think they were all paid up. They had to pay up before even. I think they paid up like a year ago, year and a half ago, mm-hmm. thinking that it was going to be done, and then John went Boop! disappeared, and then he didn't. Then they had another company come in and try to build them, and they realized, oh my god, this is a freaking disaster. Yeah, I remember that. So then, John. So they paid it. They paid again. All the money that they originally paid is gone. Or did it get applied? Probably because it's still not working right. And it went from 15 games originally to 25. Yeah, well, because it was really it went from 15 to 18, and then all the deals he made to like one for uh, somebody who gave him board sets and did board work and somebody who did this and somebody who did this. And then it went up to 25. Well, the guy who did the software, I mean, he was, supposed to get to, one. He was supposed to get a game and get paid. Nothing, neither happened. Yes. Yeah. So essentially it is kind of a, a dead project there unless they complete it as a labor of love. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. It's dead. It's the, it's the, dead, Jim. the story is over. So the people got I expect there you to die. <sighs> they got, well, I mean, uh, everybody everybody was surprised that it wasn't going to come out, and then they, um, you know, happened to release it. I mean, it would just be nice if uh, um, Steve Keeler could go to shows and not be mistaken for him, so they don't beat the crap out of him in the parking lot. <laughs> you better watch out when he goes to Allentown. People are really going to be pissed now. I'm going to put a sign. I'm going to follow behind him. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm going to put a sign on the back, John Pompaduke. <laughs> no, I'm just going to put it. I'm with John Pompaduke. Oh. <laughs> With an arrow pointing at the killer. Poor Steve. <laughs> well, the Magic Girl debacle is pretty it's, cool. it's dead. It's got to be it's dead. It's dead, you know? Jim. All right. He'll never get hired by another company. I'll never get hired. I doubt you'll ever see him at Expo again. No, that's no, not, no. Not. Well, he still works for Zizzle, doesn't he? No, that's gone. Long, no, that's gone, too. Long gone. We have a new color DMD game out. Oh, cool. I love color DMDs. I'm sure it was made for a super popular title. Tell me what's before. Ripley's Believe It or Not. <sighs> I actually have no problem with the game. And, and truth be told, the first expo I ever went to, 2004, when I took the factory tour, they were giving away the um, shrunken heads when, when you left. Like, you got a shrunken head. Like, the actual one that's in the game. Because yep. it's just a toy that they bought a yeah. bunch of and put them in. But the, and I still have it to this day. <laughs> it reminds me of the first expo. Like, there's the shrunken head. 
You should uh, make that on your special super limited edition Ghostbusters change Slimer to the shrunken head. Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> Freaking shrunken head. And when you hit him, does it say, yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's not plugged in yet. Yeah. It's not plugged in yet. Yeah, yeah man. And Buffalo Pinball announced the date of the Buffalo Pinball Open. August 18th to the 20th. 18th to the 20th. So mark that down on your calendar. Marking it down right now. Avoid Buffalo between the 18th and the 20th. Wow. Got it. <laughs> not, not a fan of Buffalo? Um, well, I mean, I've been to Buffalo, not for something pinball related, but um, as, as you both know, I'm uh, retired from playing in tournaments. So. Yes. Unless it's your well, own. May, Unless it's your we'll own. make it up there. Unless it's your own. Um, no, well, not even, you know, really? my Come own. Come on. Um, no, I'd, I'd rather kind of just watch. I have to be available to make, uh, you know, decisions as to, you know, hey, that game tilted by itself. Well, it's almost been, it's almost been four months since we've last talked to you. So when is the first, you know, we talked four months well, ago. Bruce, you Bruce, you see, he retired after the tri-state debacle when he lost to me. Uh, he just could not, he could not recover and he just retired. I was point. hurt. Yep. Yeah, because of that that horrible, horrible Dracula mystery hole. I got two X outlanes, and Ron got twenty million. Uh, no, you got like ten million. I got twenty million. Come on, stop changing the story. <laughs> eh, well, I'm, of course I'm going to change this story to make me look better. And the funny thing is, what you didn't get to hear last time because you couldn't hear me was I eventually I had actually already bought that Dracula that we played on. Which I call shenanigans on because he secretly bought it before we actually played on it. Actually, I didn't pick it, if you remember. I did not um, pick that game. I did not. I, I have game. no such memory of these things. Was yeah. Bruce there? Yeah. No, I was not. So, in other words, you probably picked it, Scott. It was either you or Jim. It was not I, me. I, there is no way in heck that I would have ever picked it. Okay, so, to, so Jim to, picked to, it. To pick Dracula. It must have picked Dracula. And the funny thing is, then years later, as it's in, in my collection, I get the tournament ROMs that fix that very issue with the random mystery from Scott. Mm. Which was Thank the inspiration you. for fixing them was the tournament that I got screwed in. So everyone, when you when you play that at Papa and you get that 500000 for the mystery. Every time. To, you have Scott and me to thank. There you go. It could actually be any award you want. Five hundred thousand is good. Yeah, I think it's straight. Uh, well, that's what that's what they asked for, so that's yeah. what they got. And I, I and also I'd recommend if you're using it to set, don't set the mystery. If you set the mystery to like no timer, which you would think turns it off, it's actually just it's the opposite. It stays on solid. So just put it at the lowest timer setting. So the only way it's ever lit two seconds. Yeah, two seconds when you go is through the, the right in lane, it's lit for like two seconds. So that's. Like you'll almost never get the mystery, and that's, I would say, it's the preferred tournament setting. Sure, but but anyway, news as the tournament. I believe last time uh, we were in the process of cleaning all the games off. However, um, because it's May, all the games are now covered with shit again. Well, you, need, get... you need that P twenty seven, you know, but maybe seven. Yeah, you're gonna have to hold out for P twenty eight. But there are only two. That. Or you're just counting it every year, and if there is, oh, it's it's uh, it's going to follow because, of course, I have to do things uh, my own way. It's going to be the number as if it had been every year. There just won't be any results for three through seven. Okay, I got you. I got you. It'll just there'll be an entry, and it'll just say, and and I understand that the system is completely different now. 
I'm going to have to look into it to see what you have to enter. I know you guys are always uh, on top of the IFPA rules and, and things like that and all the shenanigans going on over there. So I'm going to have to even look to see what I have to do to report the results properly and all that in it. Yeah, but the funny thing is, like, the tournaments I play in, usually the ones I play in at Rock Fantasy, it is literally the monthly Masters to say it's the same thing. The scoring might be slightly different. I don't know if they're doing like point whatever. None of the micro point things. I, I don't yeah. know if they're doing that, but it's literally the exact same thing. You just go. Well, up it's there. a it's a good it's a good system, and yes. uh, I mean, he's using the same software that Brian wrote. No, it's it's like all online now. It's like an actual website you go to, so you can you can see the you can just go to a site and see the leaderboard the live standings. At, yeah, okay, but it's, that's fine. But it's the same. It's the same. Like if you keep winning, you play with the better players, and and you always end up in your groups. It's exactly the same. It's it's one of the best. Especially for just a get together, nice tournament. Sure, sure. I, I always thought it was one of the better tournaments. I mean, even my father would play in it, and he's retired now mm-hmm. from tournament play. Well, he's very re- he's retired from tournaments, and he, he doesn't work, right? No, he, no, still he works. works. He still works. Oh, he still works. Yep, he is not retired. Retired. He's he's he is um, retired due to uh, Pinberg and Papa frustrations. I think mostly Pinberg frustrations. <laughs> That's funny. You mean when we all became uh, a level fodder? Actually, we, we play every week now, and the, the deal is we use random.org to, just to pick a game. Mm-hmm. I have all, my, all my games are, like, numbered, you know, one through, Jesus, I think 22 now. God. And it's um, just picks one at random, and he gets three balls, I get two balls. Okay. So that's, what, that's, that's the handicap we use now. And he beat me the last two weeks. So. Well, he has an extra ball. That's true. And then when you're playing, you're playing some of these games, like, freaking stars or something like that where it's all in one ball if i don't get it in the first two i'm in trouble well yeah there's no carryover in that game and uh, you know i i racked my brain trying to figure out is there anything that i would actually change on the rules on this other than eliminating that 100k special and i was just like you know this is a perfect rule set it really is and i mean well you might think that having a game that lasts on average about a minute and a half is um, not that good. I happen to think that's the ideal time to have a game last because then you could play another one. If you have like a half hour time, you know, available before you go to work or something like that, or when I'm in the basement, I'm doing my laundry, and then I, uh, you know, I play like 40 games of stars, <laughs> or I could play one game of Star Trek Next Generation. There you go. You got it. I have the I have the ultimate twosome for me now. I have stars and Harlem right next to each other. See, I don't, I don't understand why everybody has such a problem with with the short ball times on Harlem. I think that's one of the easiest games of that era. Eh, Playboy's easier. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, you're you're talking in terms of uh, short game time for Harlem. You're Harlem. I'm talking just easier to play. Longer, longer game times. I would say. Uh, you you are getting longer game times on it. On play on Playboy, you would get a longer game time than on Harlem. Ah. Well, yeah. So you're saying that the Harlem uh, game is short. Yeah. Yeah, nah, that game's that. easy. That game's easy. I, I would play way too long on that. Okay, you heard it here, folks. Harlem Globetrotters is an easy game. So I think I know what we got to play. Let's do it. Harlem Globetrotters. Harlem Globetrotters. Okay. The challenge is made. Challenge is on. And we'll play sometime in another dimension. <laughs> well, well, I could drive up to the uh, Syracuse area to uh, you know play yours or... Uh, if you bring it down to a show or something like that. Maybe I'll bring it to Buffalo. 
I said down, not up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> down. <laughs> but that's all the news this week. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't much, unfortunately, positive news. It was just kind of nope. negative stuff, which yes. is unfortunate. I, I don't I don't think that was negative. I mean, Magic Girl shipped. Uh, I mean, they'll work out the Big Lebowski stuff. I mean, they have something else in development, right? They're not just going to go tits up and say, oh, that's it. We we're going to give up. We haven't heard anything in a while. You would think that's what I think they well, were going to the expo, and they, I think they, or they put the brakes on it. Well, I mean, they they probably have to do refinancing. Maybe there'll be some angel investor that that had looked at, for instance, the Magic Girl. Um, the guy came in and said, "No, nah, I can't do it." Maybe he'll go and invest in the other company. Maybe work for Stern, work for Jersey maybe, Jack. Maybe Jersey, yeah, maybe Jersey yeah. Jack will go. Hey, listen, you know, I saw your game at the show. I'm impressed with it. Maybe I'll float you alone, or I'll take over the manufacturing or something. There's lots of you know creative ways to do things. I mean. Stern's building games for that other company, right? With the yeah, Jetsons? Yeah. There's no news on the Jetsons. Uh, last I heard, uh, from, I believe from you guys, because I only get my pinball news from, you know, the Slam Tilt podcast. <laughs> I no, thought, you're I, a sucker. I thought, <laughs> I thought Spooky was building the uh, Jetsons. Yes. Are they? Yes. Yeah, it's Spooky. Stern, oh, okay. Stern was building, like, the Medieval Madnesses. Yes. But they've, uh-huh. they've kind of dropped out of that now. I, I think they've... They're got not to the point to. where they have so many games on the line, and they were so behind due to all the. Well, and I mean, at this point, you're you're going from a, a collector um, situation to um, it could be real competition for their new games. Could be, but yeah, yeah. Hey, who knows? So I have questions for you, Mister Scott. People want to uh, know if they can use ro- your new Firepower ROMs in. Their firepower boards. And I'll let you take it along with Mr. Ron. But that's one of the okay. questions I got this week. Okay, well, um, the the ROM chip is too large to work on a... Uh, well, there's two reasons. One is that the ROM space is too large to work on a System 7 board. Um, but the other more important reason is that there's not enough RAM on a System 7 board. You do need the extended RAM that the... I mean, on the System 6 board... You do need the extended RAM that a System 7 board would have. It's not much. There's actually um, only about 10 or 15 bytes extra that you would need to be able to run the ROMs on um, a System 6 board. But those games are jam full of uh, just uh, stuff. (laughs) Uh, That's probably the easiest way I could put it. It's just that every single byte that's in regular RAM is filled, and even the the non-volatile RAM... Um, for instance, the scores are stored up there when you start multi-ball, so you have to have that much space. And, and the other problem is it's a half a byte. The uh, battery-backed uh, RAM on those machines, it's only a half a byte, so you're actually taking a full byte from your score, and it has to be split into two half bytes. Uh, that cuts down the available space even more. Um, basically, people can just run the software on a System 7 board. I mean, that's all they have to do. So you're recommending the people to either get a System 7 board or maybe the boards you and Ron both have in your uh, Firepowers, right? Yeah, is, you, could, you could just, yeah, it's, uh, we have the Kahoot Enterprises board. Um, uh, basically, I, I got it because, um, I'm not sure why I got it. I, I'm sure there was some reason. That, I mean, I have enough working boards that I didn't need it, but I think I wanted it because I had heard good things about it. And uh, I like the idea of eliminating the interconnect board um, and just having uh, everything socketed so that, you know, when I was blowing things up, I mean, you can imagine I do a lot of software development and I need really easy serviceability when I blow something up to like swap something over. 
And that and that is uh, pinballpcb.com. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, and you can't use you can't use the Rotten Dog board because they use even though they support uh, three to seven games, it's um, it doesn't use the standard software. It's it's not a situation like Alltech is where Alltech just doesn't have a socket available to put custom software on it. The the chip that's in the Alltech board has all the original software in it and it's unchanged. It's just in a large chip. The Rotten Dog uh, software, apparently they had to modify something in it. I'm not really sure what. It's not something they really publicized. Um, I mean, they're licensed, so obviously they went through Williams to get the, uh, the the modifications that they needed to do. So, But you can't just pop out their chip and put in, you know, custom software, you know, that you can get off of IP, uh, the pinball database or from me or uh, from Ron or whoever else has copies of the software. Yeah, but now, uh, yeah, it's, it's, un, it's unfortunate, but uh, you know, you, anytime you add something to a game, um, you do have to find space to put what you need in it. Have we heard anything about your uh, buddies who does your repair work for your stuff on the uh, new Bally boards? Either of you? Um, I, I haven't heard anything lately. Uh, I think he has his prototype run is out. Um, and, um, he's probably, you know, going through some revisions and things like that. Um, I, I haven't ordered one yet. You know, I'm you know, slowing this. I'm, I'm waiting for the kit, you know, to come out. Cause I can certainly put everything together and source all the parts if I don't have them already. So I'm, you know, I'm cheap. I'm hoping to get it a little cheaper. The jumpers did you have to solder those on his board? Uh, well, the last I heard, it was a solder, and, and but you only have to solder when you're going between Stern and Bally uh, boards. Um, we did find out recently somebody um, had probably the most traffic on RGP that we've seen in the last six months to a year. Uh, it's like 44 messages of somebody that had a black pyramid, and he was trying to get it to work, trying to get it to work. He had a problem with his soundboard. He was you know, tearing his hair, hair out and going to at wit's end. And it turns out that he had the um, Alltech board that he had in it. It was set to the stern clock speed. And apparently when you do that, some Bally games, the soundboard doesn't work correctly. Um, so, um, and of course, bringing that back to the uh, Weebly uh, CPU board that we're talking about, because you have to use solder jumpers, um, that might be difficult to switch back and forth. Because I was just going to tell everybody, just, you know, just set it to the stern clock speed. It doesn't really matter that much. Uh, for a Bally game, but apparently it does. So, yeah, I'm surprised because because on the um the pinball PCB the cobalt boards it uses like shunt jumpers that you can just move around. And that and that is an excellent excellent way to do that. And I I have spoken with Andrew and I I suggested that and I believe he has it in mind for future revisions uh, just because it uh, it makes a lot of sense to have more flexibility in your board rather than less. I agree. Yeah, because what I, I for the the Alltech boards for me, I like to use them as the test boards, and then I like to get the originals fixed and then put them back in. Like my Harlem isn't, I wouldn't say it's done done because I still have the board set needs to be repaired, and I want to get that back in there to get my Alltechs back, so I can you know put it in the big game, which I am sure will not boot. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm telling you, if this thing boots, it'll be amazing. Yeah, it generally is, but. Uh... Yeah, the, the the dip shunt jumpers is a is a much better way to do it. If if the goal of your board is to have the flexibility, I mean that's uh, I, I believe that's what I was pushing him to design the board for because again I only like to repair one 
um, you know, burn one ROM instead of, you know, four, two, or three in the case of some of the valleys. Speaking of ROM burning and, you know, firepower and custom chips, uh, I understand, Ron, that you have picked up an EEPROM burner? Yes. Yes, I'm, I'm looking right at it. Yes, yes Scott has, has got me going into the uh, ROM burning thing. Uh, I ordered EEPROMs, which hopefully are on their way. If I don't hear anything soon, I might actually email the guy and say, hey, did you get my order? But I got the uh, the Mini Pro, what is it called? The Mini Pro TL-866CS. Ah. Um, I mean, it's this little guy. Um, when you get it, I mean, the, the software is like from China, which is kind of scary. But uh, you get you get the software, and like the first time you plug it in, it needs to do a firmware upgrade, which they call it like, it's called a Firewire upgrade. <laughs> but then in the software, it's called a firmware upgrade, and there's all kinds of wonderful misspellings. It's beautiful. And how long did it take you to update the mine, firmware? Because mine, like you said, yours took a while. Mine literally took like ten seconds. It was done. Oh, okay. well. See, mine took ten seconds, and then it sat there without the bar moving. Um, the only thing I can think of is that I, um, being as I don't, you know, just trust random software that I've downloaded from Chinese websites. I uh, actually installed it in a virtual machine on my machine. Yeah, good call. And you being in IT, you should always do that, Ron. Eh, eh. There was enough people that downloaded it. It should be all right, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my! And what and what bank do you work for? <laughs> What's their website? Uh, their website is bankofamerica.com. <laughs> oh, that's too, that's too easy. That's too easy. Uh, so yeah, because because it, it upgraded and I just, I let it sit there for five minutes just because even though it said complete. Oh, if it says complete, you're, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, I know, but, but I'm like, uh, is it going to be the I put the fear of paranoia in you. Yes, so. so I got that in front of me. Uh, once I get the EEPROMs, we can so start. So you haven't actually burned a chip on it yet? No, I haven't burned a chip yet. I need to actually get some EEPROMs. I did get an eraser, okay. too, so I got got the equipment. I'm ready to go. And all of this cost you less than? Oh, what was this? What was what was the Mini Pro? Um well, I paid forty two seventy yeah, for mine I, off yeah. of eBay. Yep, forty two seventy. And yep. I mean the EPROMs EPROMs are about twenty five bucks for twenty to thirty, right? Yeah, yeah, depending on the chip you get. Yeah. And then the eraser you got the twenty dollar one from Amazon? Yeah, the twenty dollar one from Amazon. Okay. Well I mean assuming it works. I bought one of those as well and it was broken on arrival, so I just threw it out. But um hopefully you bought it from a fulfillment by Amazon, so they'll just send you another one. Yeah. But uh, so for less than a hundred bucks, you're basically up and running for burning chips. No more uh, buying chips from people that are charging ten to twenty dollars for them, or waiting for me to get to the mailbox and mail them to you. Yep. For, so for those out there, especially with your older games, if you want to do the custom software route, which there is a there is a lot of custom software out there, and we talked about it in previous shows, whether it be you know, like the firepower, seven digits, and different rules, or was it Barracora with with up, updated rules? Yep, double uh, 2x and 3x scoring, as originally intended by the designer, which uh, he assumed it was in the game, but it wasn't. And pretty much any game in Scott's collection? Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so, Even if it's something as simple as just free play... Or something stupid like uh, I I like having the maximum of ninety nine credits on all my games, and you know Bally games top out at forty credits. Now, why would you need ninety nine credits on a game? Well, for a party or a tournament. And also to get my the other thing with the firepowers, I got my knocker back. 
You did. Because if you put – and I realized what a shitty knocker is Williams had. They suck. Well, they just it's, sound a little differently. But well, if you, no, if you they, change them, if you change them over to me, it wouldn't sound right. I would hear it knock and say, "What was that? Who's playing a ballet game or a stern game next to me?" Yeah, because if you have the game on a typical free play, it turns off the knocker on firepower. I don't know if it does it with other games of the same era. It certainly but does. It, it does it. it firepower. Certainly does. It, yep. it, it doesn't do it like on uh, like Black Knight. You'll still get the bell. You will still get the bell on Black Knight. But, but that's a System 7, so maybe it's a System 6 thing. I don't know. It is a 6 and six and six and earlier, and the reason why it is is because they check for the free game level before they check the credits, and they don't actually subtract the credit. They just skip over all of that code if it's set to free play, which is why it doesn't knock. And it's the same exact code that actually checks to see when you win a game, the first thing it does is checks the maximum number of credits to see if you have you know, the right to be awarded that game. And since you have to set it to zero, it says, oh, uh, zero credits, you cannot win a game, which is why it doesn't do it during the gameplay. All right. Interesting. Well, since we're talking about it, I, I have a question for you. Sure. And, and something I've heard, to see if you've heard, the, heard it also or if it's true, the reason that Williams used the horrific horseshoe switches on, like, System 3, 4, 6 games. Mm-hmm. The way they do the drop targets, which is, I think I've ex- gone over this on a previous well, podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, but, it's basically exactly like an EM, where while it's dropping, it has to pick up that drop signal. That drop. And then when they're all down, it has to it has a separate series switch to reset it. Um, I mean, clearly it is like that. And the, the horseshoe drop targets are slightly different. The ones for the solid state ones are flipped around versus EM ones, which is why you can't just take the commonly available EM ones and just use them. Um, they don't fit correctly. You'd have to flip them around, drill the contacts out, and replace the contacts. Now, what I heard is more of a programming thing, and maybe you would know if it's true or not. One of the reasons I heard they did it that way was that system three through six had a limitation in the maximum number of switch closures it could see at once. Um, the reason that would be in there would be, uh, switch current. Um, and they were actually very conservative on it, which is why if you look at the history and evolution of Williams three to seven driver boards, they went from a certain size resistor to limit the current for the very early ones. And then they were successively getting a smaller resistance until they went to none on system seven, um, for better switch responsiveness. Um, they probably felt that if the, like say the whole bank of targets was down and that's usually in one column and it was kind of an active switch every single time that it would draw too much current through that one row and it would, could cause problems there. Um, additionally, the, the way Williams actually triggers the switches on those, um, you'd have to actually tell the machine all the time, ignore this switch. It's been down for a long time. Ignore this switch. Ignore it again. Keep ignoring it. Um, I think it was probably they wrote the operating system that way to get it to fit into one 2716 chip rather than uh, Bally OS's. Um, basically, Bally reads the switch matrix different, and they only allow a switch to be processed after it's been closed for two cycles of reading the switch matrix, and then it has to see an open, close, close, and then it reacts. And then it ignores every close after that because it hasn't kept track of the last three. 
it keeps track of the last three, so you, it, it sees a picture. And if it sees close, 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 doesn't react. It has to see open, close, close, and then it reacts. So it only reacts once. And Williams switches, and they only have two switch registers, one history and one current. Um, and they, they react when it just sees closed, closed. So as you get successive um, events going on in the machine, and then it's going back and reading the switch matrix again, it has no way to mark that it's already paid you for that switch being closed. So that was another reason that they went that direction with the drop targets. So would you say had the better operating system between Bally and Williams? Overall? And of those era, the older era. Um, Stern MPU 200 games. Okay. Now, why would you say that? Well, it's a um, multitasking uh, operating system with its own language that you can do things uh, event-driven, and you have many timers available to you to do timing. For You can get very discrete, discrete control over what the machine is actually doing. Uh, Bally always went through and... Everything you see, for instance, on a Xenon machine where it's uh, moving all the lights and uh, moving uh, displays and any kind of animation with the lights, it's doing that kind of thing in real time where it's saying, okay, there's a routine. We're going to go um, update all the lamps now, and it has to read in all the status for the lamps and then set timers individually in that little subroutine to process it. In a Stern game, you just put a line in it that says, uh, wait five, and it does it all for you in the background. So from a programmer's point of view, so much easier. So Stern Stern kind of took their system but made it better. Is what exactly. You're they they actually they they actually, you know, they stole the Stern bought URL labs, Universal Research Laboratories because they heard that they were making the boards for the Bally system. So they went and bought the manufacturer of the boards so that they could, you know, copy the software. Uh, and there was a lawsuit about it in the 70s, and uh, Bally's feeling on it was, well, listen, yeah, you copied our stuff, but um, people will buy our boards in the future. They actually wanted people to use their board set, and I guess to go along with it, the actual operating system software. But, uh, I mean, Williams was kind of a little bit behind with their operating system. I would call them, you know, amongst the more primitive but um, it is actually powerful in its own right, and it's, it's actually very elegant. Um, and, it, and it uses a similar type of system where it's using, like, its own language. Uh, and Golly did it the same way. They had, like, their own language where it was just bytes that would mean certain things depending on where they were. Um, if we could go back in time and have access to all the original documentation and we could really evaluate it like you'd evaluate a programming language today, where you'd say, okay, I'm going to read all the documentation for Python and C++ and Java and uh, you know, the other, other languages that people use, where you could really see what the designers intended rather than where we're looking backwards you know, 30 years, 40 years ago and trying to figure out what they did. Um, and, and my appreciation for it has definitely changed, as I, especially as I fixed all those bugs in Firepower, for instance. Um, you know, Ron was doing a lot of beta testing for me. Uh, I appreciate that, even though I had to send you all the chips. Um, because my machine, yeah, my machine, of course, is still not, you know, <laughs> operating. <laughs> I mean, it's operating enough for me to see what the software is doing, but uh, it turns out that I had a kind of a serious issue with uh, my display cabling, uh, which we can discuss when we talk about repairs. But 
um, I thought it was a software issue. So I was like going, is your machine doing this? Is, is, do you ever see it? And Ron's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm working fine here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, getting, you know, looking backwards into things, like there are things that are very elegant. And I'm sure if I had the documentation in front of me as was intended, um, I could say, oh, yeah, I see why they went that way with it. Um, they, they did the best they could with what they had. Um, I mean, the thing you have to remember as well is that Bally system was in development the longest. I think uh, Nutting Associations was uh, uh, playing around in 1973-74, getting their system up, and Williams didn't start until 75-76. So that, that's a huge amount of time, and you probably could check with some of the people that are designing machines today, like, like Dutch Pinball, like what pinball you know, board system are they using? You know, it's not something that instantly, oh, we got this great board system, like they're let's using, slap in our... They're using P-Rock. Okay. Well, they have a lot of people that are that are kind of, they can stand on their shoulders with the operating system, and it just makes it so much easier as a manufacturer. I mean, how about Highway? They're using their own system, or are they using one uh, other one as well? They're using their own system, actually. And what was your complaint earlier about the Highway pinball? It was something with the software, right? Yes. Yeah, so I mean that whoever's writing that operating system, I know uh, Brian Dominey is writing the the code, but I don't know if he wrote the operating system code as well. Um, but you know, he's uh, if, assuming he's doing it by himself. That that is a huge amount of work to do. Oh, I agree. Um, but they're also having problems with their now upgrade stuff. Like if you want to say, if you own a uh, a uh, the first one, the uh, full, full throttle, throttle full throttle, you, yeah, and you wanted to buy it alien. Uh-huh. You have to upgrade your CPU now on your computer from on your full throttle to get it to work on your Alien. The original idea was that it was going to be a kit. No, you just yeah. get the you just get the play field and the software, and boom, you're you're good to go. Well, I mean, th- things uh, things evolve. Yeah, I know, but the problem is they wait so long between games. Well, that's part of the problem. I'm willing to give them a pretty big pass on that. Um, I mean, this is the this is the nicer Scott you're getting today. It's probably because I'm on vacation. I yeah, mean, last I time so. I was on, Fuck. last time I was on, I was on strike, so I was angry. But this week I'm on vacation. I'm sitting here drinking a Yards IPA, you know, and uh, you know, just being very mellow. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you're going to get a rant out of me today, but uh, we'll you see. know, you got I think you got to you know cut these people some slack. I mean, uh, the full throttle was uh, developed two, three years ago. The hardware they were buying then probably isn't even available today. No, probably. Um, I guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, so so it adds a little extra money onto the thing. I mean, it's all manufacturers make compromises. Agree. I totally agree. Well, let's so let's see let's see how nice we can keep Scott. Why don't we do our Games to like, games to hate. Uh, oh, that was canceled. I thought you guys canceled that. Uh, we've been just going, we've been going like the other week, but I wasn't prepared for that. I was going for more of the news and for mail. You we weren't mail. prepared for that? No, well, come all. on. I got to get on your case. You always get on my case when I I'm know, not ready. I can, I can do it in two seconds. Gottlieb System 3. three. He just looks up every <laughs> Gottlieb System 3, except Lights, Camera, Action. Uh, have you been through them all yet? No. Okay. Not even close. Did you pick Gold Wings yet? God, that's not System 3, that's an oh. ADB. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, Goldwings. All right, well, I got mine. I, I'm, I can go anytime. So, Scott, go ahead. We'll, we'll throw you underneath the bus first. Uh, what, like. game I like or game I hate? Game you Both. like and you can't own it. Uh, what about if it's a project that uh, I haven't gotten to yet? I can go for that. We'll give you that one. 
Okay. Uh, I would say a game I like, Bobby Orr Power Play. Great game. It is an awesome game. I was uh, playing it um, a couple months ago when I was over at the Pinball Gallery in uh, Malvern. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it seems kind of silly because I've had a project for probably three or four years, and I'm playing. But it kind of lit the fire under me, you know, to, to think, hmm, i got to get these other projects finished, and that'll be the next one that I do. Uh, just because it's a really fun game. Uh, I can't say that I really care for the pop-up kicker, you know, on the bottom. Mm, I don't um, mind that. So I'll fix that in software. You know, it'll it'll just uh, <laughs> stay down all the time. It'll I mean, stay I guess down I all just, the time. It'll never come up. Yeah, I could just cut the uh, cut the wire um, to the coil, but uh, I'll put it in software. I'll put an option for it. Um, but, you know, it's just a really fun game. I mean, it's it's so simple. It's uh, totally symmetrical. Um you got the little mini flippers up there. They call them slap shots, and you're hitting uh, drop banks across from them. But it's a strange angle. You know, it's not it's not smooth. Like the small flippers trying to hit something on the other side, it's difficult. You know, and it moves pretty fast. Um, we discussed uh, Bruce and I did um, on an email exchange that we thought that it needed a spinner somewhere. Two spinners, um, one on each side. That's right, a dual spinner. I'm, and I am seriously considering, you know, putting that in on mine. Oh. I, I have to. Uh, I, well, actually, the, the play field that's in, it's pretty decent. This is the other reason I haven't started the, the swap yet. I got a uh, CPR uh, play field for it, and um, the play field that's in it is decent. It's actually not worn by the slingshots. It does have a, a bit of wear at the top where the eject hole kicks it out. Um, I can live with that because you really can't see it. It's behind the pop bumper. Yeah. But uh, maybe I'll drill you know, the holes and put some you know, nice stern spinners in that um, and you know, see how it plays. It it might not be great, but uh, I always thought that you needed spinners there. Every other, you know, ballet game from that era, like uh, if you think about uh, what Strikes and Spares has one up the left, mm-hmm. uh, Evil Knievel has one on each side, right? Yep, it does. Yeah, so um, Freedom has that one kind of hanging out in the middle. Yep. Um, what are the games? Uh, Matahari doesn't have one, but uh, no. I don't think Matahari would need a spinner. No, 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 no. Yeah, that, that game doesn't need a spinner, but... Um, you know, I might just kind of, you know, spitball it and see if I, you know, stick it on there and, and say, huh, that, that's kind of fun. Or maybe I'll say, boy, that really sucks. We were wrong. Speaking of freedom, you need you need a project to trade me a project. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Do me a favor. Get rid of my freedom. Come on. I need another well, project. Okay, so now we're going to go off to games I hate. Yeah. And uh, we'll segue on there. Uh, Bally Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I think your tray just went in the toilet there, Bruce. No, I don't think so. I think I still got them. Oh, I've certainly, uh, you know, had, uh, you know, games that I've hated that I've owned. <laughs> Believe yeah, exactly. me. But, uh, We've all done it. Uh, I mean, my only purpose for Freedom is, is a game that I can really, you know, beat the crap out of, uh, drag it to shows, and, you know, play and everything like that. But uh, it's not a game that I would, you know, want to go out of my way to, you know, acquire. Um, and unfortunately, because I just acquired another game, I'm full up. I don't have any room. The fuck. Well, you trade, then you'll have more room. What, well, what, game, what game did you acquire? Uh, it's a Gottlieb Foursquare. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? I, I can guess what Bruce is going to change his games I hate. <laughs> no, no, I have mine already. I got them written down. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, you know, it's a really simple EM. It's just to complete the color groups and go through. It's got that kind of maze thing on the right uh, to go through, like a lot of the golly games from the early 70s do. It's a nice, you know, wedge head. It's got funky artwork on the back class because it's from 72. Yeah. 
Um, but I always liked it. I enjoyed playing at a lot of the shows that people would bring one to. And I got a pretty decent example. The guy delivered it, which is awesome. Uh, I didn't have to go, didn't have to go pick it up. Um, you know, met somebody new in the hobby and, uh, uh, haven't set it up yet. Of course, it's actually, uh, blocking access to my flash that I set up a couple months ago, but, um, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'm on vacation this week. I, I want to get at least one game set up or right. one game finished or maybe one game cleaned off. Okay, Bruce. Nope. You're next. I'm okay, going to be last okay. for a reason. Game I like. I will say, um, and I remember specifically playing this the first time was at Expo. It was second or third year I went, and it was a year where they had they had a whole row of like like all like Stern and Bally's, and I had never seen a lot of these Sterns before. Like uh, you know that's where I first played Stargazer, which ended up being the one I actually own. What's the one I played? Um, you know, Sea Witch. Yeah, a lot of these. Like, uh, what are these games? I've never heard of them. But Ali would be the game I like. Ugh. You were were you waiting for the raspberries? I was waiting for. I a was fog. waiting for it too. God. Ugh. I like Ali. Bite me. I don't remember Ali saying that. I don't think I, uh, sucker. I remember saying sucker, but that's, no, he's <laughs> it's the greatest. He's the greatest. No, it's not. Well, here's why I don't like it. It's because it has the same exact sound effects that Meteor and Galaxy have. And space-themed games sound effects should not be used for a boxing game. Yes. Uh, they should have a bell in it somewhere. Um, I'll give you that. Do you ha- oh, you don't have an alley because of the rules. I was going to say, get an alley, and I will add these things for you. Nice. I like the um, just the simple things, like the, 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 three, the, three eject- the three eject saucers. The ones they ripped off from Wildfire, yes, exactly like Wildfire. Instead of having, it's probably the same designer, isn't it? Yeah, was it Harry, uh, Harry Williams? Yeah. So instead of having you know the three lanes that most games have, the lanes he had like the the saucers with the pop bumpers right in front of them. So you go out and you hit, you could nudge it right into one of the other ones. Comes out, nudge it into the other one. I thought that was pretty cool. Exactly like Stern Spider or uh, uh, Golly Spider Man as well. Spider Man, Spider Spider Pig, Spider Pig. Uh, <laughs> games I hate. I'm gonna pick a Golly. Caveman. No, oh, that's a terrible game. Yeah, terrible. I agree. I agree. I just never did anything for me. It's like, yeah, they. Wait, they hold on, they... hold on a second here, caveman. Let me let me think back here. Allentown show sometime around 2005, 2006. I believe Bruce was there selling a golly nope. caveman. Nope. No, that's, I was. I transported it for Jerry. Ah, okay. Because I seem to remember that somebody was giving me a hard sell on it, and I was just oh, like, was "Are not, you kidding me?" No way. I I just brought it down, and some and Jerry was trying to sell it to anybody and everyone he could, and yeah, that didn't go so That's well. That's one of those. Yeah, we're going to try something interesting. Uh, yeah, it didn't work. Well, well we don't have many yeah. resources either. You know, we. You know what somebody should do with that? I don't know if the uh, the uh, hardware is the same for the. Uh, you know, I don't know anything about the video system on that. Somebody should take Caveman, and instead of it being Caveman on the video game, put Cubert on there. That'd be funny. So you play Cubert when you go into the cave holes, whatever the hell they call them. That would be a lot better. That would be a lot better. And if you fall off, the knocker goes, just like in Cubert. The real knocker, yeah, exactly. Yep, there you go. Make it happen, folks. You've heard it here first. Somebody make it happen. Make Caveman good for something. Captain, not, not Scott. Caveman! Captain Caveman. 
Hey, he even put Captain Caveman on the video screen to yes. have it run a DVD over and over again. Captain Caveman. So, Bruce, what do you got for me? Okay, game I hate. You already brought it up a few seconds ago. Gold Wings. Oh, terrible game with that pop bumper in the lower left-hand side. Terrible game. System 80. You mean like Wizard of Oz? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you on that one. You, you don't like the air horn or whatever it had? That's never on. I didn't even know it existed because it's always off because people turn it off. Like, oh, uh, oh, no, no, no. They don't turn it off, Ron. They cut the wires to it. Oh, there you go. And the worst topper ever. You don't like the landing strip? No. No, it's the takeoff. It's the takeoff off an aircraft, aircraft carrier. Terrible. And the uh, and the the back glass is a total ripoff of the Top Gun poster. Yes, it is. Now, see, I have good memories of playing that game in the arcade. You know, back in the day when I couldn't get on a pinbot or a high speed at the spaceport, I'd say, oh, "I'm not going <laughs> to wait to play those games. I guess I'll put a quarter in this this Gottlich machine." That sounds like California Extreme when you can't get on a single game, and finally, at the like last couple hours of the show, the section that just had all the mid '80s Gottliebs was finally free, where you could actually play games. So game I like, and I'm gonna. This is gonna be a segue game into one of our questions from uh, one of our listeners. Whirlwind, one of the few Lawler games I really, really like. Well, that's the only Lawler game that I actually sold. I've actually sold three of them. So I've owned it. Well, and of course, times. you don't. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've owned. Yeah, I've owned three of them too, but. Uh, um, I, I'd say between the two, Earthshaker or Whirlwind, I kept Earthshaker. Oh, God, I go the opposite way. I go the opposite way. But you, you got the wow. secret building. That's yeah, true. I, I, just, I didn't have it, but I had to, I had it ready to go, and then I sold it. But good game. So if you're ah, segueing, the yawn. If you're segueing, yawn. segueing with a yawn, so are we going to the slam bag? We're going to the slam bag. The person we helped out last week with the Whirlwind Optos, cleaning with the Q-tip and the Windex, worked perfectly. But he has another question for his whirlwind. He, oh, he does? Ah. Does you know, the guest get to answer this? He, everyone sure. gets to answer this. Anyone gets to answer this. And, they, and he's, he's lucky, actually. Yes, that he That never works for me, the Q-tip. I know. The only time it ever worked was with a flipper uh, cabinet switch opto. Every other time I've done it, I've had to reflow solder. Nah, no, no. It worked for him. So here we go. He's got a tech question about uh, Aaron Nichols. Has a qu- same another tech question. Uh, it's about the ramp. The upper ramp, that gets a ramp error on the game. And when he hears the relay clicking as it's trying to pop up while it's in the up position, or it's trying to drop, which I cannot tell. Start. Where were you reading this from? His email. This is exactly how it's written. This is from who? Aaron Nichols. Nicholas. Aaron? I seen, I don't see that. I'm looking right at the emails. I don't no, see it in Aaron. No, it's not the emails. It's actually on, the, it's on Facebook. Okay. Oh, Facebook. You're yeah. killing me, man. You, you told well, me one still, thing. It's still an email. It's still a question. So, because, yes, he said. Because Ryan was the, Ryan from Wisconsin was the first whirlwind question. So, this is actually another person. Ooh, I, I actually know the answer to this, but you guys can go first. I, I know what it is, too. Uh, here's, here's the relay clicking as it's popping up, or while it's in the opposition where it's trying to drop, I can't tell. He knows Riverboat Gamble has the same ramp and I've seen the same problem that a relay just keeps kidding the coil while it's in the opposition. Not sure if it's mechanical, bad transistor going bad. Can you guys shed any light? Does he mean the, the ramp on the right 
Yes. The up down. Okay. Yeah, the one that goes up and down. Yeah. Now everyone, there's two coils on there, not one. There's two coils. One is the eject up, and one is the hold coil. Mm-hmm. It's probably either a misadjusted hold coil, where it's not dropping Wrong. back down, or Wrong. or it could be the pin is worn. I've had that actually on my whirlwind, where the pin is worn, and it won't drop down. It could be that. that You hope, hope it isn't that, because that's hard to fix. Yes, it is. But I've had it on mine where the pin, and I had to refabricate something. Or, Scott... The most likely cause is the switch. Yes, the switch is misaligned or mis- not touching properly. Or it has uh, loosened up and uh, or the diode is mashed on it. Uh, usually it's the actuator gets screwed up on it, and it, it has to see both the switches for the up and down. Or it, it might only have one switch. I forget. It's been a while since I've owned the whirlwind. One. It only has one. Yeah, and it, so if it doesn't see that switch, it's actually very similar to do, uh, Dracula. In pops, that uh, pops, the top pops, top pops. drop target, and it's the same as the shadows wall, the brick wall. It's all similar mechanisms or similar logic on how it's. Uh, it, it only has one switch, and the software is supposed to kind of guess depending on what it sees that the status of that switch. This switch is messed up in some way. Uh, the yes. problem is um, is that that play field just pivots up, and yes. everything and you're working yes. on is. It's way down in the bottom of the machine, and it fucks up your back when you bend over to look at it. So pull the playfield out if you can, um, and kind of prop it on something else. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know have it in switch test, and you know it'll be pretty obvious. Um, assuming the actuator is actually still on it, it probably could be completely missing. Um, it's a three dollar switch. You know you buy it from Pinball Life or Marco Spec or any of the major suppliers that shows have it. That's probably 99% sure that it's something with the switch. A wire could have fallen off, but the uh, switch. The, uh, I'm curious with the hold coil adjustment, Bruce, though. You mean uh, actually bending the plate on that relay by the adjustment? Yeah, because the, the, if, if, it's, if it's what I think it is, there's there's a single coil that puts it up, and yeah. then, it, then it clips, like, in yes. place. Yeah. And yes. then the smaller yeah. coils, it does it suck it in so that the clip disengages, and then it drops back down. Exactly from yeah. uh, uh, weight or yeah. spring pressure. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, if if you hear what are people what are people maladjust on that? I'm I'm kind of curious because I mean I I have seen some crazy things that people do to games, but and I've seen a lot of electrical tape used on that coil as well. Uh, uh, loosening or tightening the spring, like cutting the spring and making it really tight, or really or you know stretching the spring out to make it loose on the backside. I've seen that okay. a couple times. Scary. Well, that's really people that, that didn't go for the basic stuff first, though, and yes. and especially if they're trying to compensate for that the elongated slot that gets cut in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's when you start running into crazy things like that. But yeah, there's there's uh, hopefully he doesn't have one that's kind of all hacked up because I'm pretty sure that most of those parts just aren't available, and you'll have to actually fabricate one. No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. So would you like to take the next email, Mr. Ron? Well, is this an email, or is, it, is, that, is that the only Facebook one? That's the only Facebook one. Okay. Let me look here. What do we got? We got... So we had a... Va- oh, God. The Valentine's Day one. Oh, Jesus. All right. At least he didn't <laughs> ask about sex on machines again. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, is, this is a serious question this time. It about is. how to have sex on machines. Yes. Uh, oh my. White water. There seems to be so much pressure on Lyman to make Batman a great pin. Have a look at the thread on pin side. Uh, no uh, thanks. Everyone no, is clutching to that. So my question is, who is Stern's biggest 
Well, it says assist. assist. I so think who, it means who, asset. Yeah. Who, asset. who is Stern's biggest asset? Who can sell pins on their name alone? And also, what combination would you like to see happen? Choose one from each list below. So he has all the software guys and all the design guys and all the art guys. And you got to put, like, what's the ultimate combination? And he also says make your worst combo, too. <laughs> oh, Jesus, the worst combo. So, so for software, it's it's white, Lyman, and Lyman. Well, for, for software, I, I have to, uh, you know, abdicate from answering the software question because I promised the gentleman in question that I would stop making fun of him in public. Is it the same one I'm making fun of? Uh, who would that be? Lonnie. Um, <laughs> yeah, is this still public? I, I was, you know, you guys just give your choices. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you the best. I mean, I, I'm a gentleman in some ways, and I did promise him. I said I understand his point of view, and that I would stop making fun of him um, in public forums. Of which, unfortunately, the Slam Tilt podcast does count. Yes, it does. Unfortunately, we are we are public. Okay. I would say that my, my dream team would be uh, Steve Ritchie as a designer, yep. uh, Lyman Sheets for the software, and I don't really care about the other things because, you know, who gives a shit about our work when you're playing a, you know, a, a Ritchie Lyman game? A dirty, dirty Donnie would be the home run for me. The okay, two- I'll take your word for it. haven't seen any of the artwork yet. Well, Metallica. I mean, I, Metallica. Yeah, I should have. I walked by it at the York show several times, but I didn't play it. So. That, would be my, that would be my top guys also, top three. Really? Okay. Mine, yes, mine would be, well, you know who my designer is going to be. It's going to be Richie. It's like 90% of my, Steve Richie, software, I'd say Lyman, yep, uh, pick yep. number three, and Art, I'd actually play, uh, I'd like to see what Zombie Yeti could do. Eh. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't play artwork on pinball machines, so I don't care. Okay, worst one. Ron, software. This is, just seems so mean. But? But uh, I'll say, well, this is, I won't say worst combo. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me predict what you guys are going to say. Oh, okay. Because I'm not okay. allowed to say. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Ron is going to say, you know, and probably Bruce also is going to say Lonnie Games mm-hmm. um, for software. Yep. And for designer, you probably are both going to say Borg. Nope. Nope. Not yep. me. Uh, I, uh, well, that means you're going to say, uh, what's his name, the Ghostbusters guy? Uh, nope, not Trudeau either. Uh, who else is there? Gomez. Yeah, you I got... don't like Gomez. You don't like Gomez? Not lately. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Not lately. Okay, well, he's got, uh, what's he got beyond Batman? Because I remember Avengers, Lord of the Rings, Batman. Avengers, which Avengers, is okay. Transformers. Transformers sucked. Transformers. Transformers Pro is great. Transformers anything else sucked. No, they both suck. Nah, Pro's really good. No, it's not. Suck, suck, suck. It. Uh, what else before that? Uh, I didn't think Batman was that bad. It's okay. Not great. I mean, that's, that's, Gomez, that's Gomez and, and Lyman. And, and, you know, Lyman software really highlights how you can take a design that maybe has some flaws in the design and some, then just make it so much better. Flaws? Oh my god! And the then you get Lonnie, and then you get Lonnie trying to help him on Avengers, and then oh my god, it's just like train wreck around. Okay, okay. What are you picking then? What are you picking? Um, Lonnie, Gomez, and for the artwork, I'm just going Photoshop guy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Photoshop. Kevin O'Connor. That's Kevin O'Connor. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a Photoshop thing. I'll go with that. Is the least desirable. Yeah. 
Not Trudeau, but Trudeau's only Trudeau's only made uh, Ghostbusters so far, there, right? No, no he, Mustang, he, Mustang, and WWE. Yep, WWE's. Uh, no wonder I didn't think of those other two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I always give. I he always tries new things. May not work. Yep. It may not yeah, sometimes work. Sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't, but I, I, I like him for trying. So he'll always I, – I would never pick – Did he design Gold Wings? Yes, he did. Probably. If it's oh, a yes, mid-80s Gottlieb, he designed it because he was their only designer by a certain point. That's true. So wow. uh, next email. You got this one, Ron? Well, we got one from a, from a Scott who said he just got back from AC. Yes, and – Oh, oh, we got, we oh. got another one. I was, I was, I was confirming. I was confirming my appearance on the podcast today. And plus, he also said a bad deal. Oh yeah, bad deal. Whitewater is almost as bad as Party Zone. Wow. I, I said so. almost as bad. I think someone hacked into Scott's email and said this. I think this. so. I mean, I think I, so. who could think? Uh, of not at all. <sighs> Listen, I understand why people like Whitewater. You know, because you get the challenge, you get in the five X going, um, shots. and shots are fun. Yep, you get you get the shots down and things like that. But the game just never gelled for me. It's another one of you know Dennis Nordman's um, kudos that didn't for me. I mean, pinball is a very personal thing. Um, I think that's a horrible trade, though. I mean, especially since there's a stargazer involved, Ron. You'll probably never find another stargazer. Uh, um, yes, that's what I try to to. You know, but say, one person when that one person agreed with me. They said, "Was it a WPC whore?" No, that no, no. He said, "Ron, <laughs> trade Bruce for this, so he will not get a fathom, so other people can get a fathom." What? Okay, to say that again, you just went over my head. Yeah. No, what? he said, "Trade, so I'll get the Stargazer." Yeah. And so I won't want to get a fathom because I have another rare. Well, game. some other, other people can get them. Yeah, so other people can get the fathom. And who sent this? Uh, I was on. It was actually on Pinside under our thirty-first episode. Okay. So one for one, the trade is tied. Well, I'll break the I'll break the tie right no, here, and I'll say voted. no. You already voted. You already no, you voted. said it was somebody that hacked into my email. No. No. He said it was I a bad trade. That. that was him saying that. The one he who can vote twice. To... <laughs> well, it's, I, I will give you this: Fathom, Fathom is a better game than Whitewater. It's like Stern's biggest fan. He can vote twice. Yeah, okay, huh. or vote 55 right. times. Yeah, he can vote 55 times. You, you, you know, and, and guess what, Bruce? I get an email yesterday from um, – I have a message at pinballowners.com, which I'm still on. Second inquiry now in a month. Uh, I see you have a Stargazer. Would you be interested in selling? You know, I, I deleted my pinballowners.com account oh, because right. of messages like that. You too. So what did Dad say about the trade? He said, uh, "He says, you know, he likes Whitewater and he thinks it's a good game, but he he thinks we, I was, we were incorrect in thinking that was his favorite game of yours, or should I say that he played at your house?" Oh well, it's, it's got to be Scared Stiff. Yes, there you go. So if I pull out the Scared Stiff, would that kick him over? Well, so so what's what's the new trade then? Well, no, the new trade was I know one you cannot refuse. Oh, okay. What's okay? I got to hear this. What what trade can I not refuse? AFM. Four. I don't know. You have to now tempt my number for the AFM. And you know what I want in that trade? <laughs> he wants the Stargazer. Of course, I want that one and stars. But you know, AFM is one of the few that I know. I got the hook. 
I'll, I'll just get the remake. I'll get the Okay, you keep on thinking that. Yeah. Bad trade. Remake. I'll get the remake. You know, I, I do have to laugh because I have every single one of these games that both of you guys are trying to trade back and forth. You have an AFM? I don't remember you having an AFM. Yeah, I have an AFM. Ah. Oh, were you wearing a P Twain too? Were you? No, I was not a P Twain two. That's where it made its debut. Ah, I missed so, it. Oh yeah, but I got the the good trade bait that or scared stiff. See, I can pull up scared stiff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I see the way the way you have to do that way the way you have to do that trade, Bruce, is you probably could trade my girlfriend for the stars and the stargazer that I have for scared stiff because she's an Elvira nut. There you go. And uh, she'd probably do it when I'm not home. There you go. Perfect. But she still wouldn't get to play the scared stuff because okay. I would sell it immediately. I know she would. Uh, so, Ron, not even interested in AFM? Uh, oh, see, I told you. Uh, I just I told you. I, still, I think that's a – I mean, you have to ignore the scarcity for a minute. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, just go by the raw values. I mean, how, how much realistically is a Stargazer worth right now? I don't know, you know what shape Ron's is in. It's, um, nice. it's very nice. It's probably very nice. Um, I mean, if it was, it's not. What year did you buy it? Four years ago, five years ago. You got it. Yeah. Did, did you buy Duncan Brown's one, the yeah. one that you had at Xbox? Yes, I did. Okay, that's that's a stellar example of a Stargazer. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, that's. But the four. stars. Four. And then what are you wanting for it, Bruce? You want Attack from Mars directly for Ron Stars and um Stargazer? I don't know. Maybe maybe you have to do maybe another thing. Maybe I'll have to do you know, figure out something else. But yeah, maybe, you know. He knows my you, you will you will you will never find another Stargazer that's that nice because I mean oh, no, Bill Morrison's Bill Morrison's is probably that nice, but you know, Duck and Brown's is really nice. I know, but he knows it would go into good hands, it would never go bye bye too. And he would get my excellent – my AFM is really nice. He knows that too. Right, Ron? Is it as nice as mine? I don't I know. Never, never seniors. I've never seniors. Bruce, you didn't come to P-22 either? Nope. Nope. I wasn't at P-21. Nope. I never went to either yeah. P-20. Oh. Yeah. Mine has you were no probably fame. at the Buff- Buffalo tournament instead. Yeah, probably. I, mine, has no, mine, has, mine has no fate at all. Mm, neither does mine since it's a brand-new cabinet. No, mine's the original cabinet. Uh, oh, you original guys. Yep, you know me. Uh, really nice plays, incredible. Do you agree, yeah. Ron? It probably, you know, it probably does play better than mine because I've been lax and lazy at uh, changing, you know, ramp flaps and putting the proper parts in the back, you know, yeah, where you'd lock like the ball. But I got, uh, Bill Ung's, I got Bill Ung's hit, Bill Ung's first kit in it, the, just the, the saucers, and I have. Uh, yeah, the color DMD. DMD. I have a color DMD. Oh. See, so Ron, that's. I think I got the hook in him. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll have Dad listen to this. Maybe he can make the decision. Yeah, Dad. I also have Scared Stiff. <laughs> now, if you, now, if you traded him Attack from Mars and Scared Stiff, that would be a good trade. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. That, that would be him. a good trade. It would be colossally stupid on Bruce's part. Yes, it would. But... Yes, it would. But it would be a great trade on my part. It might be, but I, I think Ron could probably sell his uh, Ghostbusters and get the funds to buy an Attack from Mars. Yeah, probably oh, could. He already has it, mate. The money's already pre-sold. Oh, for dialed in. Dialed in. Got yeah. it. But in, in honestly, and re- realistically, I will have that money by then, whether I sell the Ghostbusters or not. You probably get that fat tax refund money coming back, right? You can just there throw you it on a well, pinball that's, machine. That, that's part of it. That's part of yeah. it. Yeah. 
Um, but honestly, I'll probably sell the Ghostbusters, and most of that will go to uh, principal-only mortgage payment, probably. Oh, okay. Or just go into savings. It, it'll go to good use, not um, not um, disposable income use. Okay. That's what I'm thinking, anyway. Fair enough, but uh, yep, I don't so know. What else, does, what else does Ron have that he would have to... Um, I think Bruce it's rather that. fun. I think it's rather funny that Bruce is dictating the the terms of the trade, where it's like it's it's Ron's, you know, doesn't have to do anything, and he ends up keeping the two games, you know, that Bruce actually really wants. But Bruce is trying to like, um, I mean, here's here's a variation on that trade. Tell me what you think of this: um, Attack for Mars and Freedom for just Stargazer. So Ron gets to keep the stars because you're giving him Freedom. Nah. <laughs> nope, I want that stars. It should have been mine originally. It should have been mine. It should have well, been mine. Well, you see, you guys aren't doing it right. You should let each other know when you're bidding on each other's eBay auctions. Yeah, well, we didn't yeah, know at the well, time. We didn't, yeah, we didn't know at the time that he cost me $65. And you cost me a game. I, I Yeah, I would rather pay the extra $65 than too, have the I game than not end up with it. I totally agree. So what if you were... So you'll have to think about this with Dad now, but see? Oh, I yeah. Trade yeah. Bait, Once he catches I? up on the... Uh, Actually, I think he's caught up, so you should hear this one. What have you worked on lately, guys? Projects. I worked on the Sea Witch with that... Hack of a hack. Oh, that was... So, yeah, at some point, someone had taken the actual... The entire wood panel, including the, the wood panel itself, was removed. Yep. Everything gone. And at some point, they... You know, like, okay, we got to put something in there. So there's like a makeshift wood panel in there mm-hmm. with a Bally transformer rectifier board. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like on a, um, actually, I like it. It's, it's one of the ones that's all on the, a plate. Like it's all one unit. Well, the transformers are slightly different though. So it's, it was actually quite easy to remove. Uh, yeah, it's, it's easy to put it in there. And it's functionally the rectifier board is exactly the same between the two. Yep. Um, how did they hack in the volume control? That's that's oh, that's true. That's on the speaker, but uh, yeah, it's itself, on the yes. speaker. So you were missing a knocker. Yeah, yep. yeah, because they took the entire board, the knocker, yep. the the yeah, everything gone. So I actually have from when I was working on the stars, I have the knocker, mm-hmm. I, I have the bracket and the coil. All I don't, I don't have the plunger yet. That's, you have the hard part to get, and you don't have the little plate for the cabinet. Uh, that's in there. They left that that's in the cabinet. Okay. That's in the cabinet. So I just moved and they, they, I moved it up a little bit. So I actually have room for the knocker whenever I put it in there. Uh-huh. And they had hacked. They had the bridges separate, like screwed to the metal plate, like below the rectifier board and all kinds of wires running directly from the top of the rectifier board. And they put some extra wires on the transformer to this whole set up oh my <laughs> so i was just like thinking oh god please tell me they didn't cut any of the actual wires from the transformer they just added wires which is what why, they did. why would they have add wire are they I going directly to the bridges yes they were directly to the bridges they had like so three. probably all the connectors and the the solder points are probably broken oh, or burnt uh, or something I, like that i am sure yes and the the gi part Oh, the playfield connector, the pin for the GI actually was not even there. It, it completely, I would yeah, assume, it, it, melted. it tarnishes and it gets really hot. So, yeah, so uh, I mean, that, by the way, is why you don't want a ballet transformer in there. The, the stern ones are slightly beefier. 
That is, I'll I'll say that it is it is a slightly smaller transformer. Just looking yeah, at the, the, the stern ones, ones have um, a couple extra uh, uh, volts. It's like you know fractions of a volt available and more current capacity for um, the coil ones and the uh, lamp ones. Yes, I'm I'm using the cards I was dealt, and I put one of the um, so I, I ripped all that shit out and replaced it with the um, the Great Plains Electronics. Yeah, Great Plains Electronics. Oh, that board's board. that board's awesome, and you can have no yeah. worries with that one. Oh, I I love the board. The problem is it's only available like once a two months. You know. Well, he has it. You know, he makes it on demand when he gets enough people bugging him to make it. Yeah. So uh, I got that in there. Uh, I found, and if, so if anyone is, is um, going to do something like this, I found the the pinwiki.com transformer to um, rectifier board connection table was not correct. And did you fix it? Since it's a wiki. Uh, maybe I should have. I, I thought maybe it was for. See, I'd almost. What, what I ended up doing, I, I mapped everything, and it didn't. Two of them did not match. Then I mm-hmm. went back to my old copy of the, um, this old pin. You know, the pin repair clays yeah, guides. Clays thing, Some yes. kind of bootleg copy of uh, guides. Yeah. Yeah, where he had a picture of the transformer, and what I had matched his picture. So. Um, don't you have other ballet games you could have looked at? You know, if you that, that is wanted true. to see it, that is and true. other Stern games as well. That is true. So, but once I saw that, it's like, oh, okay, it's right. So, well, I mean, anybody that's listening, if you see something on PinWiki that's not correct, there are people that review things for technical correctness, and they do miss things. But if they see a new edit on something, like if you go in there and edit it so it matches, and it's only going to help other people that do find PinWiki as a resource. I wrote most of the, the CPU original section on PinWiki where it explains the boot up sequence. Um, so I was involved with that whole thing that started then, but um, I don't really, you know, patrol it like I used to, but I will review it probably once every two or three months. But there are other people that are, they're kind of like super editors on there, like uh, Chris Hibbler and uh, Jim Paulson in Pennsylvania. They'll review any new entries and, um, you know, it's probably just something that one of them missed. Ron, did you have pictures of before and after now of your repair before and after? Uh, I said I was going to do that, and of course I didn't. Great. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. It was pretty hacked. Yes, it was. Yeah, I was actually going to film it and say, like, this is what it looks like before. This is what it looks like now. So, yeah, and then I had to I, – I forgot what a pain he asked to repin because I had to repin that the, – the connectors in the game, especially the one that goes to the back box, the big, what, 20 pins? The 20-pin one, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a pain in the ass. It's just tedious. But plugged everything in, it fired right up. You nice. butt plugged everything? Oh my. Actually, I plugged the. If you're going to do this, to anyone out there who's still listening at this point <laughs> with all this tech stuff, if you're going to plug in one of these new Rector fireboards, you know, and you triple check, make sure you wired everything right and you soldered everything right. Just plug the input connector, just the power connector, in and test the test points first. Mm-hmm. That would, yeah, that would be the cabinet connector, which I believe is the 8 pin one. Yes. Yeah, so just make sure because if if all your or voltages, certain games nine or certain games nine, if all your voltages are good, then then feel safe to like okay, now I can plug the other stuff in. Yes, exactly. But it does change voltages when it's not plugged into the machine and it is plugged into the machine. For some of them, yes. yes. Some, yep. yes. Yep. Just so you yeah, know. some some of the voltages will read very high. Yes. Um, and no drama. Yeah, what you're looking for is I think they're printed on the Great Plains board, aren't they? Yes, the instructions with the, the come with the board tells you all the voltages you should be getting. Good. Yeah. 
and then, you know, dad's a really good guy. So, um, his directions are always really clear and things like that. Like everybody says, I wish he would put the board back in production more often. Cause when I'm doing a project, I might just say, uh, do I want to spend two hours rebuilding this original, you know, 100 rectifier board, or can I just spend, you know, 20 minutes swapping a brand new board into it? Yeah. And, you know, at this point, time is more valuable to me than anything. Agreed. So, yeah, I'm going to say, hey, you know, I, I have enough disposable income. You know, I'll drop, you know, 60, 70 bucks on that board, stick it in the machine, you know, rather than say, oh, gee, I got to desolder all this stuff. And it, it might even be more than two hours. It depends on how hacked up the original board is. Um, and in my case, if I could even find where I put the replacement parts. <laughs> Anything else you repaired? Oh, let's see, I repaired that. And no, that was about that was about it. And that was kind of a pain. I had to get bring a lot of it. Like I was able to take the rectifier board back to the workshop, if you will. But but a lot of the repinning and stuff I did at my parents' house, so I had to bring a lot of my tools over there. And... Uh, Scott, any repairs? Um, well, if writing more software and sticking in machines counts, uh, basically I'm working on multiball for Flash right now, mm. and um. I have it working, but the beta tester that you know requested it, it doesn't work on his stuff for some reason. So we're kind of scratching our heads as to why. Um, I have a flash. You have a flash. Yes, Are you does. willing to? Well, there's actually a way you can test it. You can test it the same way I'm testing it, um, and it doesn't require seven digits or anything like that. I have seven digits in my flash, but um, the multi-ball you can test. Um, and the way you'll simulate the second ball switch in it is the, the big tilt, weighted tilt that's under the play field that's near the out hole. That's actually going to become the second out hole switch. So you can play the game with two balls, and then every time it's supposed to drain, you would just close that switch manually if you don't want to permanently change your game. Uh, the problem is that the Foursquare machine that I just bought is in front of the flash, so I can't get the glass off enough to actually you know, really give it a good test. So how does the multi-ball work? If what's the lock is the one the one saucer? Well, obviously the the eject hole on the play field is going to be where you're going to lock the ball. Um, and what you do is every time you hit down the three bank of targets in the center, um, it will light. It'll actually start blinking the eject hole, and then you put the ball on it, and it'll be steady. And there's an extreme amount of logic involved in that type of game. Um, if you're not going to just release the ball on the first switch hit, it's like if, for instance, if the ball drains before you're able to collect the locked ball, then you have to account for that. And that's extremely difficult to program. So I kind of took the, the cheaty way out and I said, um, okay, so you just lock the ball, you get another ball served to the shooter lane, shoot that ball up, first switch it hits, releases that ball and you're in multi-ball. Um, so it's really simple. Um, once it's working, you know, and solid, you know, I would entertain, you know, changes to it. Uh, I'm probably not going to do it to my game. Um, I don't think Flash needs to be multi-ball. Yeah, it's, but how, how do you do the, because there's only one switch. There's only the outhole switch. I mean, how do you? Well, you have to add a switch. What you do is, oh, okay. is you yeah, you know how, from that tilt and you, all right. Yeah, you, gotcha. you run them down to, um, you know how, um, your nine ball has like the two switches kind of stacked there or a flight 2000 will have, yep. you know, three switches stacked there. Yeah. It's the same type of thing. You just add a switch that sticks through the apron and now you've got two switches. All right. Yeah. But that's, that's my main thing there. Uh, other repairs that I did, I was playing fast draw the other day before I, you know, left for Atlantic city and, uh, 
the uh, one of the drop target banks, the the wood threaded screw that I always recommend people to convert over to machine screws, which of course I haven't done yet because I haven't swapped the playfield yet. Uh, it was kind of pulling out of the playfield, so I had to glue a dowel into it, let it dry, and I just uh, screwed that back in, so that's back up and running. Um, my F14, one of the switches for the the locks at the top, uh, the actuator completely disappeared. It actually fell off the micro switch. It's somewhere in the machine. I can't find it. Um, it's not somewhere where the ball hits it because I would have ran over it, so I had to replace that switch. Um, you know, small things that always happen on your games, um, which is why I haven't gotten around to cleaning them off because I was going to start cleaning them off again. I said, oh, I'll play a game of F14, and I'm like, why is that switch not working? <laughs> had to go into ball search every single time. So I'm like, oh, great, the switch is missing. Wow. Can't make this stuff up. But uh, – yeah, that's that's about it for repairs. Uh, I don't know, how about you, Bruce? You were painting your basement. Painting's done. Yeah. Officially done, and I actually converted my color DMD from a WPC to a Stern. Okay. So you did the little uh, software update with the USB stick? No, you have to do more than that. You have to replace the back plate on the color DMD. Oh. Because you, you need the plate to mount the, the White Star Stern. Secondary oh, DMD the uh, the dot matrix controller board too. Yep, and it comes in. You have to use different cables. Wow! So I had to buy all that crap, but now I have my color DMD now in the Lord of the Rings. Wow! So designed by George Gomez, one of the last one of the good ones he's done. That's Sprouse. Oh, okay. Sprouse is good. I like, yeah, I like Sprouse too. Yeah. Is it uh, in the same exact game? Uh, it's very similar playfield. Yes. yes, very similar. Very similar. Uh, just just in. Papa Circuit voting final results are in. We have our six places. Our six places. Before we get to the six places, we did have one more email. Yes, we did from Mr. Eric S. You can answer that. Eric S. Russell. He laughed at your uh, Ground Zero arcade comment. Yep. And really laughed. Uh, Yes, that uh, it may include a game that you had sex on. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Oh. And he he posted a picture of his best stars memory, the stars they have at the uh, the sanctum. He had nine thirty four four hundred. Yeah. Oh my! Now, did they have it set to pay a hundred thousand out on the specials? Yes. Oh, okay. I really wish they would not do that. I know. I agree. So the six places for the Papa Circuit voting just finished. In sixth place, Bat City Open got three hundred twenty nine votes. The Pinball Showdown got 381. The Cleveland Pinball and, Ar- Pinball and Arcade Show got 392. Vancouver Flipout got 419. Northwest Pinball Championship got 440. And who do you think was number one, Ron? Oh, I, I don't know. Who was number one? Texas Pinball Festival, 443. Well, everything's bigger than Texas, you know. It is. But the bad thing is, who didn't make it? Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Did not make it. So unfortunate. Unfortunate. Fail. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Maybe well, you go to year. the Texas Pinball Festival. Obviously. Oh, that's, oh where my God. Going. that's where I'm going. That's great. Of course, it's for next year's Texas Pinball Festival, but I'll probably be there. Yes, you probably will. Hopefully, they will have their usual um, selection of classic Sterns there. That's what I look forward to. I can't wait till three weeks from now when we go again for the other. I think we'll have better. Better time in the, in the uh, arcade expo. I, th- I think that one's first, isn't it? 
Yes, week. Yeah, I think I think uh, yeah. Consecutive weekends, I'm going to Arcade Expo, and the next weekend I'm going to Texas. It was not supposed to be that way, but Arcade Expo kind of got moved. So, uh, other than the color DMD swap out, I'm going to start working on stars next week. Not stars, I mean. Uh, uh, <laughs> He's got that, it already, as far as yeah, I got it in my head. Um, oh, wow, I was and 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 considering that Ron has finished the stars, Bruce is already planning. Well, I'm going to fix everything that Ron did wrong. Yes, exactly. No nine ball. That's even going to be more fun. Oh, bless you, son. I know I'm going to need it. Have fun with the Mac. Enjoy. Oh, I'm going to. It's gonna not play. hard. Just pain in the ass. Just takes time. Pain in the ass. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. That'll be my. Yeah, that game does do a lot of up and down with the targets. That that would be a good one to um, actually redo the software on and uh, add some auxiliary boards in that actually could drop more than one target at once. That would probably change the entire character of the game. Mm. It would be cool. Well, I wonder if there's an easy way to do that. Let me think. Auxiliary board? Because it already can control... Well, yeah, but do you, do you get what I mean, though? You you know what the complaint is with nine ball. Like, you've got it down to, like, oh, I'm on ball number five, so I just hit, you know, number six down, and now the whole bank has to reset and then drop, you know, one through six. And that takes time. You know, it's going, and it's, you know, dropping them down. Wouldn't it be better if it just reset and then dropped the ones down that, you know, all at once? Honestly, I always thought that was one of the cool cool features of the game. Yeah, doom, doom, doom. Of course, it's probably not the best for wear, but I always thought it was a cool effect. Well, I mean, it still have the same amount of wear. Um, I mean, the nice thing about the Stern Drop Max, which, of course, I've emailed you, Ron, on your nine ball, and you know, hopefully, you share that information with Bruce. But I mean, it's completely adjustable. It's got the two set screws on each yeah. side, and you can twist the bar like you need to, so that you can get everything resetting fine, and yeah. even accounting for wear. Yeah, I'm going to be playing with that because I still have the first target. Number number one is still not going up all the time, so I have to play with that a little bit. But it yeah, so you're, you're going to be doing some twisting on that side. Yes, I will. All. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which I'm not worried about. No, that, uh, that, that'll be relatively easy. The, the big pain in the ass, of course, is taking the mech on and off the play field if you need to, which you shouldn't with that. But Yeah, no. And then I'll need to play with the... Uh, the holes where the locks, where the balls sit in, of course. Oh you know. yes. Well, you know, at yeah. least the drop target Mac does have the connector on it. Yes, it does. So you can actually take one connector off and get the thing off. Yeah. So I mean, they were and, thinking. And how many screws are holding it on? I mean, really, a, a it's, like it's a four. nine. It's <laughs> only four, four but it's yeah. it's a nine wide, you know, drop target yep. bank. Yep. And yep. they're holding on with four screws. Four so screws. make sure. If nothing else, take it, take the mech off down off the playfield, and make sure that, like, I would put dowels just up in there, you know, just on general principles because they're loose, you know, over yeah, the years. Probably, I agree. Yeah, you don't want that mech to be loose at all in the playfield because that's just going to make any problems exaggerated. And I like the electrical tape on the uh, light board. Oh, Stern always did that. You'll notice yeah. that you know your big game has that on the light boards, and Meteor always had that. And it's just kind of like an insurance thing, and it. You know, over the years, it probably turned out to be better than what other manufacturers use. They use that weird cardboard that distorts with heat, and they end up just falling off or turning to dust. Okay. So that's all done with my repairs. I have one more thing. Uh, one more thing. And a new subject we're going to talk about. Okay. I'd buy that, and I would not buy that. Oh. <laughs> I would not buy Okay. What do we got for I'd buy that this week? Uh, only one, but it's a good one. Are you ready? Are you following along, Ron? 
with the ticket numbers, or are you just going to listen in? Uh, hold on. I'm going to actually bring eBay up and go ahead and punch that number in. Okay, when you guys are ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. 172-540-988-734. Alien Poker. Oh, yeah, there it is. $9.95. Buy it now. Yeah, $7.50. Yep. Where is it at? It, it is. is in oh, Jersey. it's in Trent, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's the see. Back. Who could? Oh, my God, is that faded? Yeah, it's faded. But it's, it looks like a good player. Plus, Planetary Pinball is. Uh, you can get the backlash now. Yes, you can. Yes, that's a very good backlash for them to remake. Uh, looks like there's some touch up in the lane where you whip out of the uh, the entry, but it's not that bad. No, I think it's um, not bad for 750. It's always been well, that's, fun the, that's the starting bit, of course. I mean, I I have owned Alien Poker before. It has the wrong spinner on it. It's got a Gorgar spinner on it instead of a um, supposed to be a firepower type spinner. Got the original bumper caps, which is good because they're impossible to find. What else we got here? Bad broken uh, working on the right hand side. Uh, the oh uh, the uh, the center. Yep. Wait, what are you saying? No, it's broken. The, the, the oh, right the uh, stand up target. The right hand stand up target on uh, the blue one. Yeah, they're they're common as sin. You can get those. Exactly. I think eight PBR even has them. Yep. Uh, the, yeah, like, I the, think cab- the cabinet is extremely faded on the left, but yep. the head is not faded. So that would lead me to believe that that head is from a different alien poker. Probably. Or they had it in a very strange location that that really exposed the uh, the body. But I I like the game. It's always been a fun game for me. It is not a bad game. Nope, seven fifty, good deal. I think. Yep, backlash looks decent. I go with that. Okay, game I would not buy. You ready? Is this another another eBay? Hold on. It's another eBay. All three are eBays. It's not going to be a Gottlieb again, is no, it? No, it's not. Nope. All right, go ahead with the number three zero two. Two two six seven zero one two five three. Pinball machine seventies Bally kit <laughs> and watching. And why would you not buy it other than the fact that it looks like it doesn't come with legs or a head? Wait, go scroll the pictures and look at the head. Oh, there's the head. Oh my, that looks like it's been rather wet. Yes, rather wet. Oh, warped. Yeah, that's uh, Holy that's going to need a new cabinet. That is going to need a new cabinet. Oh, God, that looks horrible. <laughs> I know. It's in Shelbyville, Michigan. Yes, probably pulled is. out of one of the Great Lakes. Yes, it, I think it was pulled out of the it's Great Lakes. It's a fucking turd. Look at it. Oh, wait, there's more. Well, look at the price. Twelve fifty. It's twelve fifty. Buy it now. Oh, crack. Seriously. That's free local pickup, though. It is free local pickup. Let's see. I didn't see any pictures of the backlash, but if you read the description, no, it's it says hard, oh, hold, hard to find hard machine. Hard to find. Because... It has a backlash, but it's in pretty rough shape, looks complete, um, needs restored, the wood on the head needs repaired. As over age, it's become loose and very wet, but it doesn't say there. Could be switched with another ballet top or repaired. This is a project piece. So as is, where is. Okay, so this is something that I'd almost guarantee, and it looks like there's no playfield glass because it's extremely filthy. Um, the There's a lot of wear on the playfield, too. That's uh, If that's dirt, it'll clean off, but this looks more like it's wear to me. Um, I mean, that's that's one of those things that if, you know, you, you could restore this if you happen to have a KISS cabinet around, it 
could be restored, but yep. this is something that I would run away from or yes, not even entertain this, buying. That's why this, we would not, would not buy this. I would not buy this. Yeah, this would be $100 or $125. One-tenth of what he's asking yes. would be a fair price for this game. The first line burns me because it's just an out-and-out lie. Hard-to-find machine. No, it's not. This is one of their higher production numbers, Kiss. They made, a, they made a ton of these. Are you ready for the next one, guys? You thought that one was bad? I'm ch- wait, hold on a second on that one. I'm trying to look the very first picture. What is that that's in the background behind it? It looks like he's got something leaning against it, and it looks pinball-y type artwork. Uh, GM, or, it says on it. So It, looks it like... says GM, but it looks like there's something leaning up against it that sort of looks like it's a, a play pinball. Field. looks like a play field turned to the side. It does. And so, you know, what, what, does that tell you, what does that tell you about the seller? Yeah. Is it a big guns? No. No, I, I don't know what, what play field it is, but, you know, sellers that have multiple games and then they – I mean, the seller is honest with it. He says it's in rough shape and things like that. But – and sold untested. I mean, this is – he's fishing, you know, at that 1250. Oh, he's um, – Because it's Kiss. Yeah, exactly. yeah, he's he's hoping to to grab somebody that just sees it, and he's like, oh, I'm just gonna see if I can, you know, dump this piece, you know, if if I get if he gets anything over probably two fifty or three hundred, you know, that not that you should really part it out. I've definitely, you know, I used to hate Kiss. I thought it was a horrible game and boring, but I've mellowed a little bit on it. I mean, it's still not the greatest game in the world, but it's it's not that bad. Are you ready for the next one? Give us the next one. I would not buy this one. One six two, four zero three, zero one three, three nine nine. Okay, it's a it's another project. <laughs> Pinball machine, nineteen seventy eight. Bally Playboy needs, needs work. work. Oh, it needs it needs work. All right, it needs some paint. That is a very very faded cabinet. Holy shit, that's faded. <laughs> it looks white. How about yeah. the back glass, guys? Did you see the back glass? Where? Uh, it looks, it? Oh, that is that. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. It's actually got a back glass in it that has 98% clear. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> I have never seen a back glass that bad. You can actually see it says A-Y-B. Yep, you see boy. a little bit of the key on the right, and you see a little bit of the cleavage in the center, and the rest of the glass is Gone. <laughs> Completely gone. <Slight> flaking. <laughs> May need restoration. Now here's Is that what the thing. description says? <laughs> here's the worst thing. Look at the coin door. The the coin slots are actually sealed over. Uh operators do that a lot. They yeah. they there's probably no mechs or internals in it. They don't want it to compete. Uh, I'm looking at the play field. It definitely looks like it had mouse shit on it at some point. Yes, there's a did. stain down yep. the bonus ladder. Yep. Um it's actually not too bad. It looks like it has all the original targets, the chiclets that you can't get. Oh, that's yep. right. They make that's the tombstones. You can get them now. Yes. Um, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's restorable. It's probably more restorable than that. Oh, um, the kiss that we looked at. Now look at the other side fade. Did you see the other side fade? Both sides are just equally faded. It's a need. It's in need of restoration. Make me an offer. Make him an offer. $25. He doesn't have the means to ship it, so you no. must. This is in need of restoration, and I do not need it. No. Who does? He doesn't have the means to store it any longer, and i got to tell you that 
It looks like he's got it outside. So. Oh yes, it's been outside for years, I think. Yeah, see, I would worry about machines that are down, you know, down south where it never freezes, um, to see if it has termites in it or salt. Salt. Uh, I would rather I would take salt over the termites. Yeah. Are yeah, you that's, for... that's pretty rough. Yeah, I wouldn't. That that would not be one that uh, that I would buy either. So Scott, I'm going to give you one that I would buy if I had the money. Are you All ready, right. guys? Sure. Ticket number two five two seven six nine two two seven six zero nine. Ah, restored meteor pen machine. Oh, that's cheap. Twenty two hundred meteor should be worth much, much more than that. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's actually a really nice job he did on this. It, considering that the amount of work and money that probably went into this machine. Um, it's strange it's not letting me zoom on some of these pictures. I know. <laughs> because I, I kind of want to zoom. I mean, it looks extremely clean with that transformer. He's got uh, – who makes the red rectifier board? I, I forget who uh, put I that forget. one out. It's the Pinstar one, I think. Okay. I think it's the Pinstar one. Um, looks like he cleaned all the stuff in the in the front. Uh, okay, here's a picture of him repainting the cabinet. So it looks like he added some colors to the rocket. It's got some uh, blue in it that wasn't originally there. Yep. Um, it, it looks a little too glossy, like for the cabinet. I mean, I know some people like that look, but um, that's not something I would care for. And he probably made an aesthetic decision to paint the door black instead of um, the gray hammer tone that it should be. Uh, I didn't mind it, though. I actually thought it was I don't, it, it, it's worth $2,200. That's the first question. Um, I would say, yeah. Yeah, I'd I mean, if the, I mean, Meteor's my favorite game of all time. I mean, I wouldn't pay $2,200 for one. I do like to keep uh, aesthetically my Stearns um, Being the way they were originally. Yeah. Um, and it looks like he corrected some some ills in it, like the flipper thing. And I said, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a, a decent one. Let me uh, go ahead and read some listing. Okay, so... Oh, well, that's why it's shiny, because he sealed it with automotive clear coat. I mean, I, I would prefer a more matte finish on it, but that's it's an aesthetic thing. So you drive into California to pick it up, Bruce? No. Okay. Oh, okay, it's in California as yeah, well. Yeah, we, we sh- we're we're equal opportunity here. We show everything. Yeah, of course. And you probably have some listeners out there. Um, okay, so it says pinhead rectifier board. That's an interesting board. I'd have to check that out. Yeah, it's actually um, it includes board. the old boards with the sale. So there know, you've got you know two hundred two hundred dollars worth of boards. I know. Um, not bad. New knocker, uh, new flipper buttons, new hardware, powder coated legs, uh, restored coin. Well, I mean restored coin door it's changed but that's yeah. fine uh completely cleaned and waxed and it did look like a decent play field yeah not bad uh, a couple more spots. new flipper assemblies have been installed i wonder if they're the pinball life ones uh new drop targets installed so there's there's your hint right there because you know chiclets just aren't available now yep. um new pop bumper caps uh the bad um one display that's probably a loose connector yeah uh three where spots can be found on the play field, and he was going to replace it with a CPR play field when it's available, which hopefully will be soon, because I will actually buy one of those as well. Mm. Uh, flaking in back, uh, back glass. Um, yeah, that, that, I don't think that's a bad deal at all. I mean, yeah. um, I like that. Meteors, yeah, meteors in good shape are pretty hard to find. Uh, I would reverse the uh, the drop targets oh, for yeah. sure, and. Um, you know, do some work with the flipper in the corner because it, it looks like they installed the flipper plate slightly off. That's why it's moved over. The left flipper looks like it's definitely too far under the rail, the return rail. 
I thought you get a kick and, out of those boys. Oh yeah, well, I, well you know I love meteors, so I'm gonna. I know. Of that's course, pass judgment. That's why I pulled it up. So we'd buy that. Who's done? And we wouldn't buy that. And we wouldn't oh, buy yeah, that, that was that. I love that Playboy like, glass. That was so like, that like was the, something. It was like it's like there's no back glass in it. Oh wait a minute, there is. Yes. So you like yeah, that? Somebody should grab that picture off the and and just um, uh, archive it for future reference. So I thought you guys would like my new segment of I would not buy that. And I'm going to try to find a couple more every kind, and we'll we'll pop them in. Pop them in. Yeah, make you smile. So, upcoming shows? Tournament coming up in two weeks. Uh, this Thursday is the tournament in Syracuse for the, at the comic book shop. And uh, the 25th is uh, Keeler at uh, Rock Fantasy for the Winter Open. Rock Fantasy Winter Open. Match play madness. Yep, so a uh, couple coming up. And don't forget www.pinballlifter.com. Waiting for, I'm waiting for the joke from Scott. Waiting for it. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually. I was uh, looking at other uh, eBay auctions. A couple of things on eBay right now. I'm looking like there's actually the drop target assembly for Flight 2000. The uh, big one or the, the size big one? one? The big one. Uh, which, uh, interestingly enough, is the same exact mech that Ninepole uses. Yep. Except that it's missing, you know, the fingers for the drop targets that aren't there. But it is a nine-wide drop target mech. This. I'm looking at it, and oh my god, this one's a roach for 80 bucks. It's just funny having all the stuff you can find on eBay and go, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. <sighs> with that second yawn, I think it's time to pay the bills, Bruce. I think I've just paid them with www.pinballlifter.com. Come check us out with all of our lifting helpers, tilters, oh, what else, creature mods. Get your license plate frame from me, too, if you want. We've been getting an uptick on sales, so I'm very happy with that. Thank you, guys, and I uh, hope all you new uh, customers are enjoying your new products. So I'd like to thank Scott. That Scott, you have for appearing once again on the hey, podcast. You're welcome, guys, uh, you got the like I said, the positive Scott, and I'm sure uh, now that I've uh, suckered Ron into buying a uh, EEPROM burner. Yes. Uh, I'll be using him as my uh, beta test mule for all the games that I'm too lazy to clean oh, up off of no. to test software. Okay. I have time. I, I'm, I'm going to be burning probably the Stargazer ROMs. That'll be my first test. We'll and I get, to, I get to enjoy them, Ned. Yes. Oh, that hurts me so much because those Stargazer ROMs actually aren't mine. I'm sorry. I always thought they were yours. That's the funny thing. And then he's like, no, they're Oliver's. That's, that's the problem with being vocal about things. But now the that's uh, uh, Oliver from uh, Switzerland, Sweden, wherever he is. Uh, I hope he's okay with whatever that terror attack was that just happened in Sweden that I heard about on the news vaguely today. But, uh, yeah, ha-ha. <laughs> no, I said, oh, I said, huh. I didn't know hear about that. Uh, well, you might want to just research it for a little bit of a laugh. Um, oh, I saw it now. I see it now. Yeah, but I'm just kind of you know looking along here. But yeah, now Ron, that one's uh, just right right from Oliver. You can get it right from his page. You don't even have to play with uh, um, burning stuff on it. But uh, I'm sure some of your other games might need some corrections, like uh, Harlem Globetrotters. You know, give that a uh, give that a, an upgrade and a facelift. You don't well, have to tell I'll me what you think to needs to be changed. I'll be happy to enjoy your stars upgraded software and your Stargazer upgraded software soon enough, Scott. <laughs> right after the trade, yes, I, I'm sure. Once again, thank you, everyone. This has been uh, episode 32, Moonraker. 
We can be found on Facebook. Just look for Slam Till Podcast. We can also be found on YouTube. Just look for Slam Till Podcast. And I also just set up our Twitch channel, which I don't know when or if we will be using that anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But again, you could just search for Slam Tilt Podcast on Twitch. I actually have uh, linked Timmy, Tim Balls, off of there. So when he broadcasts, it should show up on our channel. I believe that's how it works. I'm, yes, new, to it the, I'm new to the Twitch things, but I, I linked to him. So hopefully that's how it works. So thanks, everybody. Thanks to Scott again. Thank you again, Scott. See you next time. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Lauren Peretti. 